0: Yo, hi, it's Bobby Hill. Uh, here's uh, another podcast for you, Secret 411. And we're going to talk about a few things that come across uh, my desk. <laughs> I don't have a personal desk, but you know what I'm saying. Sit back, enjoy, grab some popcorn, grab some tea, grab some coffee. Hopefully, maybe you're listening to this on your podcast way to work in the morning your commute um i enjoy the support um there is a uh donation place uh where you can subscribe for i think it's two dollars or five dollars a month which is it would help me dearly uh to continue this podcast and and stay motivated um and also um you know, you never know if, if I go viral eventually, because uh, I do have a few friends that can help me out. Um, you know, some money could start uh, coming my way where I can make this a living. Um, it's a dream of mine to uh, make a difference in the world. Um, um, but, uh, you know, <sighs> this podcast might be ever-changing. Um, I don't know if I always want to stick on the topic of drama. Or what I see going on on uh, social media. But uh, there's a lot of things that I do want to, you know, make make a topic of conversation with people. Um, Alright, so this one, I'm, I might do a little background on me. How about that? Yeah. Let's do a little Bobby Hill story. A little life story. So where should I begin okay so I grew up in uh, Minneapolis uh, Minnesota um, with a loving family mother and father Um, I have two older sisters grew up in the era of 1980 same day I was born John Lennon unfortunately was murdered Uh, struck the world surprise when a fan uh, I guess shot him outside of his uh, apartment Um, so I'm haunted by that every year but uh, in a way I feel like I carry on his spirit Um, I know that plenty of other people were born on the same day but uh, (sighs) to be reminded of the tragedy is sad, but at the same time, when I think about it, every year at New Year's, uh, they're singing his song, Imagine, Imagine all the people, you know, so I had a magical moment, I I might jump around on my story, I might make this a few podcasts, how about that, I'm going to jump around a few things, I'm going to grab a few things from the past and I'm going to bring it to how it applies to my life today. And then hopefully, maybe you could kind of do the same kind of uh, 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 exercise, I guess, to maybe unravel, not to bring up bad things, but to do it in a way to like transform or boost me forward, you know, that I have strengths uh, from experiences in the past, that I I live with today that help me daily, and I don't even know it, but I can make light and, you know, light of it. Um, So anyways, John Lennon uh, on my birthday before COVID, um, I I love to do karaoke and stuff. So on my birthday, I had the opportunity to sing um, John Lennon uh, on my 40th. was it on my 40th? Or was it 39th? Well, anyways, I got to sing um, Imagine. Um, and I brought the place to stand. Standing Ovation. And I pretty much, by the time I got done with the song, I was already bawling my eyes out. Because I felt, you know, his spirit with me in my voice. And uh, I've never heard my voice. I guess uh, sing his song so well with so much heart. You know, um, I never met him, and and you know, I've 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 uh, been clouded by that my whole life. But at the same time, he he was an icon in the music industry. So through that, my father, uh, uh, my grandma. Um, who passed away when I was very young, at uh, six. Um, She was choir, uh, head of choir at church. Um, I was born and raised a Catholic, so I have vocals uh, singing in my family. My dad was also very, you know, he would sing a lot. Um, He was in the service, he went to Vietnam. He had a guitar and uh, and he would sing some cover songs and in front of a lot of people, you know, during those times of hard times, during Vietnam, on Guam. Um, So singing has been a part of my life. Um, In different parts of my life, I've come across uh, very historical times where I, take your heart and say you know that that's with me you know like I don't have to be exactly there on that stage with that person but if I'm viewing it or if I'm watching live or I hear it in the car you know here's another one uh, so Prince is from Minnesota um, you know I found of his you know I found out about his passing um and it was so it was so sad because a friend of mine actually had friends that worked with him in his studio and they're also they also do cover music from prince and so she was devastated and so within 45 minutes of like hearing national news you know that prince has died i was heading down the freeway heading south on. 35w or wait was it 94 and i was watching i was listening to b96 b96 is uh uh not was it b96 or 89.9 kmoj right so if you're from this area it's hip-hop music it's uh rap it's uh soul music you know it's uh information uh um uh, network you know um very long standing uh djs that uh have gone through that uh microphone booth um a lot of people have gone on to better careers or moved on from there but what i'm trying to get at is when i was going down 94 and um the the dj was talking on the radio uh, talking about how it's affected many people, and we don't even understand the magnitude of how it's gonna affect Minnesota directly. He said, I'm gonna put this song on because I just heard that we have a light rain shower on its way. So he put on, on a record, vinyl, Purple Rain. And as the song started, when Prince went to purple rain, oh my God. Anyways, when he went to purple rain, it started hitting the windshield. And that was a moment in my life that I knew he was shining down. He was in a better place. He was no longer suffering from whatever he was going through. And when you can connect through music, you can really hit some notes that kind of brings the, the, the kid out of you. You know, you, 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 you feel like you're feeling emotion for the first time and it just hits you hard and i'm driving down the freeway and i had to turn my windshield wipers on it wasn't raining hard it was just kind of like a drift of, you know it lasted the whole song and by the time i got to picking her up and we were gonna go to the bar because we you know we got to have some drinks because it was sad and so we went to some of the hot spots downtown minneapolis um and uh, we started meeting with some of the, the people uh, that knew Prince directly um, and have worked with him throughout, throughout their years. And so I had that privilege to speak with him, get the vibes from them um, and all that. following a year later, we had the year they had a whole, week-long tribute to prince it was also the same year the super bowl was here in minnesota 19 uh super bowl 52 um and they again did a tribute to with uh justin timberlake who i've been an idol of of his work and his solo and group performances and you know just uh the the way uh Music has transpired so many people in so many ways. Um, it's so beautiful. But they did a tribute to Prince. So I got to be rubbing up shoulders with um, all his top, top people. Um, it was the last show. It was at, uh, um, what was that place? Uh, Lee's Liquor Lounge. Lee Lee's Liquor Lounge. Oh, wow. Has so much history at that place. Uh, Elvis Presley has been known to be there. Um, So many artists after parties have been there. Lee's Lurker Lounge is basically on Championship Lane right by Target Field, uh, (laughs) where the Minnesota Twins play. And uh, so I had to, I, I got the opportunity to listen to live music and and shake hands and and basically uh cherish that moment um where I know that so many other artists would have been there um had had it been available to them but uh you know um it's it, it, it was it was very touching because the following week uh the Grammys, I believe was playing, and the drummer of the cover band, or the singer, I'm sorry, the singer uh, of the cover cover band for Prince uh, was playing drums for Bruno Mars. Um, I thought that was just fantabulous, where literally I'm at Lee's Lyric Lounge, we're all having a good time, listening to live music, all of a sudden, when it came to his cut, where Bruno Mars came on, because they knew he was in the in the in the show, um, we stopped everything, turned everything down. Everybody, it's you could hear a mouse drop, drop a turd probably, <laughs> um, that we all listened in to the uh, TV to watch um, somebody we all know right there, you know. And so it was a very special moment and I think it was attributed also to Bruno Mars also uh, saying thank you to Prince and and how much hard work goes into uh, keeping it local, you know, with the local live music. Live music is, uh, if if you're playing in front of 50 people, 10 people to 1,000 people, you know, the thing is, is... You still, that live music has always got to my soul, you know, so I've had so many opportunities uh, with my friend um, to be able to um, experience uh, a lot of that nightlife in Minneapolis and not even know that right under my nose in front of Minneapolis is all these dive bars and live entertainment places that uh, if you're in the know you get to show up and when you're with her you get to go you know there's VIP there's all that good stuff and we didn't have to have a lot of money you know but it was just because you know obviously she very attractive and you know she's uh, she's a bartender and I really enjoyed everything she got to Give me, you know, because she gave me the opportunity to like see things I never would have seen before, you know. Um, because of how much music has inspired my life. Um, so, anyways, I, I think I talked 15 minutes just about music, but that's important to me. Music is very important to me, and I think I should share that with you because. You know the music through my life when I was a young boy I got to listen to the 70s with my mom because you know whenever it was time to clean she was turning up that radio you know we had uh, you know the old vinyl we had old vinyls we had the radio um, there wasn't a lot back then you know we didn't MTV came out, what, 82, 81? I was only one, two. But really, when you turn that turn dial, you got four channels, maybe three. And at night, it'd go color thing or whatever. And then I I forgot when uh, uh, um, late night infomercials started, but we had landlines. No cell phones, no computers. None of that. I didn't think, I don't think I actually had any kind of device or computer until I was probably 16, 17. When I got my first, I got a hand me down, well, not hand me down, basically our family computer, Healer Packer uh, um, home computer, and got to have it in my room. As my dad got an upgrade uh, to a new system. And Windows was really starting to make wave um, back then with software and things like that. So with sharing and things like that. But I was already out of high school by the time, by the time really, you know, any Internet really took off. Graduated in 99. Um, my... Uh, My family, uh, we stayed in the same house in Minneapolis uh, up until I was 24. I've had plenty of times where, you know, the streets um, took the best of me. Um, I was uh, easily influenced by trying to help people and not thinking about myself or being selfish. And I chose to engage in you know bad things and it's a life lesson and, and through that lesson I had to learn the hard way I was knucklehead I was stupid I uh I was somebody that you, you could tell me hey don't hang out don't don't go with them you know you're gonna get in trouble eventually or you know, touche, whatever. I just wanted to feel accepted, you know, and, and where I was staying is wasn't the suburbs, it was the inner city, you know, so kindergarten, first grade, I went from private school. Second grade, I went straight to public school over to North side of Minneapolis. And over in north side of Minneapolis, I'm a white guy in a black neighborhood. When they used to say Murderapolis back then, you know, like remember they used to call it Murderapolis when it was just really, really bad with gun violence and poverty and everything was The city was on a downward spiral, basically. It was starting to turn out like what Detroit was going to be looking like today. Um, But uh, long story short, I I got to learn a lot about Black History Month. I got to learn about uh, Martin Luther King. I got to learn, I have a dream. That one day, we are not going to be judged on our color, but on the content of our character that self-evident, free at last, free at last. You know, God bless that guy, Martin Luther King, you know, and I'm not trying to get into politics, but that's a whole nother, another avenue. But what I'm trying to get at is I, I learned at a very young age, and I'm so thankful that my mom put me at that school. She could have put me at a closer school. Right up the street, you know. But no, uh, that was available. She knew uh, she was also a school teacher in starting, um, and so she knew uh, uh, one of the, the school teachers there, and recommended that I I attend that school, and that would be good for me, because um, at the time, social uh, uh, racial tensions. It it was it was at a time where it was changing, you know? Like, Minnesota hasn't, of course, experienced racial tensions like the South, I guess, I've heard. But we have had differences, of course, because, for instance, I had to prove myself plenty of times when I'm around certain individuals. Oh, you're just a cop. No, I'm not, dude not a cop just because I'm white doesn't mean I'm a cop. Because I'm hanging out with you guys or in a car with whatever, doesn't mean I'm a cop. Will you just act? Well, dude, I'm always paying attention to everything. It's my own ADHD. (laughs) Always got to be figuring out what's going on. But anyways, that's what I learned about Black History Month. So I got to uh, have friends that were of color, of different races. Um, So I go from all-white school, private Catholic school to a private, I mean, to a public in second grade. And I'm thankful for that because growing up, if I didn't experience that, would my opinions be different? Yes. Would my, my, uh, uh, my, my, insight on racial inequities be valid yes my white privilege bullshit i struggle just like you you know what i mean like i'm getting nothing handed to me my pa- my family's not rich you know what i mean just because we're white doesn't mean you know but now see here's the thing i don't want to go down this road where oh he's it. no What I'm trying to say is it's every race has bad apples in the tree so every box has bad apples and so we all can't judge a race just on its color but on the content of their character and how they act now if you if you respect me I'm going to respect you back. If you treat me like crap, I'm not going to treat you like crap back, but I'm probably going to avoid you from here (laughs) out, you know? And that doesn't matter what race you are. That's just how it is. If you're aged, white, black, Indian, whatever, it doesn't matter. For me, I had that opportunity to learn that all races, we are equal. Now race, race inequities happen in neighborhoods and opportunities that, you know, keep a cycle going. Now, me personally, I wasn't involved. I mean, I was around a bunch of gangs growing up, you know, and I, 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 it's not what I wanted. I didn't like getting into fights. I got my, I got my, I got my first time I got jumped because I told a girl in junior high that she was hot. Her boyfriend's brother had a carload full of, full of people jump out of a car, and I'm in seventh grade. Jump out of a car, so this is my first time with violence. My family, you know, yeah, yelling here and there, but not like this, you know, this is, Actual physical harm. You know. They jump out. They have a bat. One of them. Bink. I go to the ground. They start kicking me. Punching me. You know. To where. If I didn't. You know. Stay still. They probably would still be kicking me. Or punching me. You know. I. You never know what could happen. They could have had a knife. I don't know. Now me being the child of me, was scared. I didn't know what to do. My parents are teaching me, treat others as you want to be treated yourself. That the world, you know what I'm saying, is, I guess I I wasn't like, I wasn't babied. I was more of, you know, don't get involved in that. Just kind of don't think about it out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Well, that's not how the world works. So I got involved where I went home, crying my ass off. You know, I I walked home from junior high, you know, about a mile, mile and a half, have to go up a hill and down a hill. There's a few neighbors in the house, they always say hello. And that day when I was crying on the way home, the guy was concerned, are you okay? You know, and You know, that was my day where I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. I'm crying my ass off. I got my ass whooped. What can I learn from this? So, dad always used to say, turn around, the best man turns around and walks away. True, but when somebody stabs you in the back, what do you do? You can't. Paralyzed or possibly dead. So, 8th grade, I got in a couple fights at school. Um, people were egging me on. Um, you know, I was a little chubbier kid, I guess, um, a little bit. Not really super chubby, but, you know, I was looking like Bobby Hill, and that's where I got my uh, my uh, my nickname, Bobby Hill, until the show, of course, showed up. <laughs> But, uh, I look like a grown-up out here. Just, God damn it, Bobby, go walk the dog or something, son. <laughs> but anyways, so, then I go into, so, uh, there's a golf course that I live by, <coughs> uh, Columbia, um, Columbia Golf Course, and it was two blocks from our house where I grew up, and in the hood, I mean, you could either go down this road or go down this road. You know, this road of, you know, gangs, uh, you know, jail, dead, loss of a family, you know, just nothing but good. Nothing but no no good, I'm saying. Um, Or you can go to the golf course and make something out of yourself. Because it's a peaceful gentleman's game, that's what I was taught. I was taught by a lot of the old timers, you know. um, They took me under the wing. So when I was 14, I, I learned, wow, I'm actually good at this. I'm actually good at this game. This is something I can actually play by myself if I want to or compete against other people my same age realizing, holy crap, I'm actually pretty good at this. Columbia is not an easy course when you're younger and you gotta go up and down these hills. So you gotta blast that ball up and down those hills, you know? You gotta figure out how to make them roll. <laughs> and back then it was called the Tiger, tiger, uh, tiger Boom. Um, tiger 96, 97, you know, he came out, couldn't get a tea time on the weekend unless you called three weeks ahead of time you know because it was it was so packed you know people wanted to play golf and and that's why I started making some money. I had a little hustle and you know I started learning you know hey, if I waged if I waged money, I could actually win some money so I had my, my, myself a little hustle on the golf course, and uh, a lot of the old-timers taught me that, you know. Let your driving be the talking. Let your putting be the money maker, you know. You could drive for show, putt for dough. You know, you got to still put it in that, put it in that little hole, you know. So a 300-yard drive don't mean shit when a three-foot putt you miss. End of story. You know what I'm saying? You could drive to your heart. <laughs> so I had to learn uh, um, not to be aggressive. Kind of like Texas hold them. Know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Anyways, <clears throat> I'm talking about the makeup of me. Do you get know what I'm saying? I'm grabbing things from my past putting it on the table for you sharing with you my story so that maybe hopefully you can yourself possibly do the same kind of exercise with your friends, your family or or even your, you know yourself. It's not share it with people but kind of do a journal or something you know write down some bullet points of things that happened in your life you know. Then you'll start realizing there's some things there that are actually better than, better than bad, but they're good, um, because you're 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 learning from each situation that happens in your life. If it's trauma, if it's loss, if it's, you know, I mean, everybody's situation is obviously different, you know. And I'm blessed to still have my parents, still to this day, married and you know, and still caring for me. I mean, I'm not at their house or living there, but I'm 40 years old like a little baby. My mom still calls me, I'm her little baby boy. You know, life sometimes can take tailspins, and it can make you do things and act certain ways because of the situation you've been put upon. Now, when I got obviously in my late teens, I started staying out late. I started drinking with the friends. I started smoking pot, started smoking cigarettes. All of these things thinking, because I'm I'm trying to be cool, whatever. You know, to say I experienced that stuff. Went to this party, went to here. You know, when I was 16, I was thankful enough to save up enough money to buy my own car. Hustling and and money I made from the golf course, from working there. Of course, I got a job there, so then I don't have to pay for golf. So, golf was the greatest thing that came into my life, I believe, because it's it's a sport that you can play your whole life. You can take with you. You know, it's something. Well, as long as you have your limbs and you're physically capable, of it, I guess. But in reverence, that the things that old men used to tell me, the old timers I call them, <clears throat> at the golf course, I've been there for years, because Columbia could have been a country club, was, but it's not. It's a public course. But the history of all the other golf courses that are tied in the Minneapolis area make it all come together. You know, a lot of history, a lot of, you know, a lot of people have been through that club a long time. Their family and family has been through it. You know, so you know that's something. You know, people retire to. You know, so all these old timers teaching me all these life skills. So I had an opportunity to listen, but not apply. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I always was still aggressive on the golf course. So if, you know, I had to go over this pond or something, I'm gonna drive over that. Not thinking, do I even got enough club? Why don't I just lay up and then make it safely on the green instead of trying to smash a driver off the freaking fairway. (laughs) Nowadays I am way more smarter in golf i'm i guess uh my iq golf iq is like super huge you know like where i just naturally just got to clear everything out and just swing you know because i've already done it before you know so that's how you got to trick yourself it's a psychology thing when you're playing a sport And I use this analogy when I'm teaching other people about sports and how that applies to your life and what you do every day in your regimen. Because the night before when I play golf, I better have good sleep. If I don't, I play like crap. So that applies to eating good. It then applies to sleeping good. It applies to not being all upset and antsy in the morning, but just relaxed, you know, so golf, You know it it is a you know some people think I'll just get up there and hit well there's also the feeling the grass you know feeling with the earth that was that's why I love golf because I felt like it was part of the earth you know what I mean like the earth was me and I'm I'm just crossing through you know wow 36 minutes and I'm just anyways okay so let me wrap this up here pretty soon. But I wanted to talk about... Basically, I wanted to share some things about my past. That I that you can hear. You know. That we all have our situations in our life. That we go through. And I wanted to share with you a few things. That I... Either it's important to me. Or how it applies to my life daily. So... I could probably make many, many segments about this. Um, But uh, I don't like to keep them long because it's not like I'm sharing every single day or twice a day or three times a day. We might not even get back to me talking about me. But my goal was, like I was saying, is to share tools that I've learned through my life. Things that I've had to go through through my life that you too can get through what you're going through now you could you'd probably be surprised you know a lot of things like oh he's probably went to college he you know his family no my I learned through the intuition of my own curiosity. So I take what I've learned and experienced in the past, I then put it on the forefront. What can I learn from this? And what can I do moving forward? What am I in control of? What can I do moving forward? So speaking of that, there's, you know, like, I've had therapy in my life, uh, plenty of it. Um, I don't, choose or decide to share that part but i probably will you know i'm gonna be bold here pretty soon on my my podcast and you know i i want you guys to know you know i'm i'm an open honest guy nowadays turned over a new leaf you know i do have ups and downs and emotions things that impact me directly or indirectly emotionally or in or non-emotionally, visually or non-visually, and memory is something that you can't go back to. You know, like, this whole thing is, once you go to where you can't, once you go to not knowing or knowing, you can never go back to not knowing, if, is what I'm saying. So, that could sound pretty drastic, but what I'm saying is, if I didn't experience the things I have in the past, I will never be where I am today when it comes to the knowledge that I have. Now, I want to share, you know, with you guys my, my experiences. And there might be another, uh, I, I might have another podcast here too uh, that I might actually touch base on this other top topic and i think it's important that i talk about it um because i i definitely know i can get some guests on the show and really shed some light on my empathetic my empathy and giving back to the community my knowledge in my life You know, I'm not saying it's all tell all and this is the way it is. At least I can share my story and have that opportunity to share it with you. Even if it's five people or 100,000 people or two million people. I'm grateful enough to have that opportunity. And you too can have that opportunity. If you feel the need, you wanna message me. There is a message button, so you can send a message. Ask a question, ask a topic you want me to cover. Ask what you want to learn. I'm not saying, I'm I'm learning every day. Every day seems like a new day. Like, what am I gonna learn today? What's gonna impact me the most? Because that's what I'm trying not to get. (laughs) Yeah, so. Anyways, it's already been 41 minutes and I feel like I already covered a lot, but feel like it's very little. I'm a man of very many hats um, and experiences. I've been there, done that, but doesn't mean I know what it's like to be in your shoes. I'm just saying maybe you can hear me and learn from my experiences and relate. Now, it might not be the same situation, but it could be the same type of situation. So if it's family, if it's relationship, if it's friendship, if it's self-worth, if it's impacting your life, you know, like embrace it, go with it. You can be a better person just just as much as I have. I'm trying every day. I feel like I'm in recovery every day. You know, what am I learning? What am I taking? What, What can I bring to the table? Now it might be just a boring old day, not much to do, but before you know it, you're gonna be like me 40 years old, going looking back, going like, dang, I wish I would have listened, wish I would have applied what I was taught a long time ago. Now, I have to learn to keep my ego in check, I have to learn to keep my love for people in check, I have to stop being a person that has to make my opinion matter i can't force my opinion on nobody you know i that's false expectations it just doesn't work it's abusive it's it's not not right now through my life i've had friendships i've had ones that were long Long standing friendships through years of my life, and I've had some that are very short, just summer long or winter long. But those little pieces of the puzzle are who I am today, even if we are in crossing or passing, doesn't matter. God bless. Have a good day. Don't forget to hit the subscribe. Um, hit the notification button. Um, also, if you feel the, the kind gesture, hit the uh, uh, subscribe uh, to my podcast uh, and donate $5 a month. And it will help me towards my uh, my future podcast and any other sort of any expenses that may have come come up in the future Um, I was hoping to have an expensive account so I can have start having some guests on the show which this app is very user friendly so I can get people on my podcast as a guest through a simple a simple um, um, invite so if you have any questions definitely Hit that message. Um, If you want me to cover more of this stuff. You know about life. i am than happy to. But. I still want to hit to. Stuff that's going on. On the internet. Because. From what I see. And from what I've experienced in 2018. Is night and day. So stay tuned if you like what you hear hit the follow god bless this is bobby hill signing off have a great day